Welcome to another episode of the ABCs of ERP and Beyond. My name is Narav Shah. I'm CEO of AdSeries ERP. We're a full-service ERP implementation company providing ERP cloud solutions. With me today is my co-host Peter Nicholson. Give it up for Peter. Hey Peter, how are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thank you. Um, finally got over yet another cold, so I'm, I'm already two colds into the year, so not a great track record to start with. But I'm here. I'm feeling well now. You're here and you're vertical still, so that's great. <laughs> yeah. Vertical and, and sober. Ten, so. And sober, there you go, exactly. That's great. This is our sixth episode here, right? Yeah, it is. Wow. Oh, yes. Well, great to see you again. I'm super excited for the topic that we have. Um, today, we're discussing the top five reasons to use a BI tool. And uh, for those of you that don't know what a BI stands for, it means business intelligence, right? Um, a lot of companies use business intelligence tools, whether whether your company uses it or not. It's really emerging technology. Um, it's become very popular in recent years and for good reason. Uh, data continues to play an essential role in, in business decision-making, right? So these tools are there to unlock, unlock valuable insights uh, that drive growth and competitiveness uh, for your business. So it doesn't matter what, what size you are, really, whether you're small or you're a large enterprise, right? This tool can help you analyze data from multiple systems, right? A lot of think of D to C type of uh, companies, direct to consumer, where they have retail e-commerce sites, web stores that integrate to their ERP. And then they you know, also have like you know, POS systems and merchants um, and a host of other solutions. The, the BI uh, tools take you know, data from all these separate databases and bring it into a centralized place for you, right? And this helps you identify uh, trends and, and make sense of your patterns that are happening in your business, make informed decisions uh, to further grow your business ultimately. Um, I feel like this is such a necessary tool for any business that is looking to grow, that wants to understand how their business has changed from year over year, right? Um, and, 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 and what the what the next phase for any business looks like. I think, I think BI Tools is super important uh, to implement. So today we're gonna talk about, you know, implementing a BI tool, kind of the pros of it, the five reasons you want to, and I'm gonna add in there specific cons for some of the some of the reasons why we have to implement a BI tool, just to kind of give you another side of it, right? Something to also consider. So there's a lot of benefits of doing this, but there's also um, some reasons why you may, you know, think again. Um, uh, it's always good to kind of have that in the back of your uh, pocket to to maybe make further preparations on how you don't fall into that trap. Um, in that specific area that we talk about. So uh, with that being said, you know, BI, I know is very near and dear to your heart, Peter. And uh, you you work with BI tools daily in your in your current role. And, and, and you're kind of like a data geek. So you could, uh, you know, definitely provide a lot of analysis to our to our viewers. Um, the first one that I have on my list today is make smarter decisions um, using Power BI or another BI tool. So help expand that for us, Peter. Yeah, I guess really for me, businesses now are generating so much data compared to 10, 15 years ago. 
like as you said, there's so many different entry points of data, both internally and externally. So I think with the sheer volume of data, it's become too cumbersome for most businesses to do anything with. And then you're struggling to actually make good decisions. We know that data-led decisions are always going to be the correct ones or the ones that are going to give you the most balanced view of your business outside of the old way of doing things or legacy way of doing things or what your gut tells you. you know, these things, I'm not saying are to be dismissed, but the value you can get from being able to understand your data and being able to then make decisions based on that is really powerful tool. Uh, and I think with BI tools, you can really start to find these insights in your data. When you have multiple sources of data, being able to then put them together um, and then analyze them. Um, more often, these BI tools are in a user-friendly format that we I know we're going to touch upon. But then you'll be able to identify trends, patterns, opportunities um, that you might otherwise miss. So for me, I think point number one is probably the biggest one, which is better decision making purely from that. You can't always rely purely on your ERP systems standard reports. You need to go further. And I think a BI tool um, is the way that you do that. Um, yeah, I know I I've seen, agree. I don't know about you, but I've seen some of these um, standard reports that you see out of the box. And I've never seen one. I've gone, whoa, that's amazing. That's exactly what I'm looking for. <laughs> like it just doesn't happen, does it? Um, no, it's just, it gives you a flavor of like, this is what BI can do for you. But if yeah. that's what you're showing me, it's not, it's not going to be good enough. And that's no, where BI I'm, comes in. Yeah. And, and if I could add just a little bit to that, um, you know, ERP systems and you talk about business systems and management systems, they're a lot, more or less, if it's not specific for your industry, they're generic out of the box, right? You're molding it to be part of your business or your industry, essentially, when you implement. So a lot of those reports don't work for your business out of the box. I mean, outside of maybe inventory valuation, open AR, open AP, right, <laughs> or a trial balance, you're not going to get much value out of those open box, out of the box reports for you. Um, when you really want to look at, you know, data where you know a specific user is, is, you know, putting in an order for a specific type and you want to see what events are happening with that type of order or with, with a specific item and over, over a range of time or something like that. Now you're looking at a report that definitely doesn't exist. Um, you know, highly likely not existing in your current management system or, or ERP system where BI, you could take that data, make it real time, start predicting, you know, you know, when that item comes in or, you know, when you use that customer again, and the more real time the data is, I mean, you know, businesses are moving fast nowadays and, um, you know, those users of managements, the, the, the managers, the executives, um, even now, the, the, maybe the key user at the lowest level is looking at these reports and it's helping them manage and monitor, right, their efficiency in, in terms of what they're doing and, and predicting, hey, you know, I have a spike in my workload. Let me let my boss know or let me let somebody know what's going on. So now that collaboration, because you have that that future forward kind of looking um, 
and information and predicting uh, what what's going to be happening, you could be more uh, you could be more reactive now, essentially proactive in in, in in solving those business challenges that are coming up um, before they actually happens potentially. Yeah, and it's that predictive nature, isn't it? It also shows whether or not your strategies, whether it's a sales strategy, um, is the right thing, because your data might show you something else that you might not have seen before. And this is the power of a BI tool, the ability to take different data sets and put them together, which you can't necessarily easily do from your ERP. You might want to put sales data to um, marketing data if a campaign has been run. I know we talked about this before, like siloed data. So it's, it's it's a data set that is and of itself isolated from other data sets. So siloed data is a problem when you want to then be able to have a, um, a 360 view of, of, your, of the company. You can't necessarily do that in static siloed um, reporting, whereas a BI tool, you'll be able to put those together, um, analyze whether these marketing campaigns are working. And of course, on top of that, um, and this is this is way beyond uh, today's episode, but machine learning will then give you predictive analytics of what the future holds um, or could hold if you weren't yeah. to change. Maybe it's um, maybe the BI report has shown uh, potential cost reductions or, or wasted, you know, wasted um, expenses. Mm-hmm. Uh, that if you don't do something with it, you're going to be in for a shock. You know, six twelve months down the line whatever it happens to be. So it's that predictive analytics that you get as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, just, just, just hook up the chat GPT to it and then start, start <laughs> spinning out what your, uh, what's really going on with your business. <laughs> yeah. Then we're all out of jobs. Perfect. <laughs> well, no, but you, you, know, you are right. I think, know, I think that's the thing, especially with companies that are generating so much data these days. Like I've heard an expression before of hot data and cold data. So hot mm-hmm. data is something where you could be doing multiple transactions per second. If you're if you're running an app and you want to look through click-through rates and it goes viral or something, like you're stuffed if you haven't got a Power BI. Uh, <laughs> Power BI, there's other ones on the market. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. If you if you haven't got a BI tool yeah. that can handle yeah. that. Yeah. You know, yeah. hot data I, I, is moving quick and there's a lot of it. Oh, for sure. I mean, you, when you move a lot of data and you have a BI tool in place and now you could be proactive, you can immediately change your, your strategy or tactic, right? If something's not working without having to spend so much money in something that's not working, right? It, it yeah. can be a big time cost saver in the long run, where if you you know take the time to set it up properly, it can. Um, now, Q Hans Zimmer and the... You know, Batman or Bond comes in, Bane comes in and (laughs) is about to, you know, create a very, very dark scene here in in Batman Returns. Uh, But, you know, one thing about Power BI, we talked about a lot of benefits here, but one of the cons out is is information overload or information paralysis. Now you have this ability to take out so much data, right? And let's say you weren't doing this before. You could take your data and start zipping through and creating all these reports, but how quickly can you actually take action on it, right? How quickly can you 
make positive adjustments in your process, right? Yeah, you have all this data. What's it doing? Maybe it's it's overload data where it's it's more hindering the business because you find so many gaps or ways to change that it becomes overwhelming. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I think you have to be very mindful of what you want the BI tool to do. So that might be something as simple as tracking a KPI, or it might be identifying cost reductions in the business or whatever it happens to be. I think you have to have a clear goal in mind of what you're trying to achieve before you even go down the rabbit hole of having a a BI tool, because you can get really stuck in it with the amount of data and how easy it is these days to swing data around. You can become stuck, not really know what to do. And I've been there before. I've made reports I think are incredible um, and spent hours on them and they're useless to everyone else. Apart from me, I've just enjoyed putting it together because there's not actually been any, genuine requirement um, or goal in mind. It was just me liking data. So I think you've really got to be careful with that. And I think you'd need to make sure that you've got the why in place, like what you actually trying to achieve with this. Exactly. I think, I think that was, you hit the nail around the head. You need to have a plan of, you know, what you're looking to get out of it. Right. And, and what area of the business do you want to concentrate on? Sometimes you can't, maybe it doesn't make sense to put together, you know, five reports for each department. Maybe right now phase one looks like we want to put together good analytical reports for manufacturing. See what we're doing in our production side, right? Where are we, you know, what type of opportunities are we missing? Let's create a report for that. And now from there, let's create a specific report to handle, you know, the low hanging fruit. Right, because we feel that this could be a problem. That then you create the second report. Now let's take some decisions off of it. Let's make some actual impactful changes. Right to run a report, just to run a report. You know, I feel like there's there's so many reports that people run sometimes just to run it without actually having any type of positive like feedback or loop or you know uh, updated workflow around it. They're just running it just to just to run. It. Yeah, there's there's a thing called DMM, which is data management maturity. And there's three levels that a business uh, would fall into. And dependent on what level you're at, what level maturity you're at, um, will govern how you should approach this. So it's not it's not maturity in, in terms of how much historical data you have. It's actually where you are in the data life cycle. So Data management maturity level one is starting with the data. And that's what we're talking about here. You've got to make sure that you identify what you're trying to achieve. You've got to have buy-in from management. You've got to um, have that solid data foundation. And from there, you should be able to kind of articulate to stakeholders what this bi tool is going to achieve um and what you what it's you know how it's going to add value to the to the company so there's a few don'ts with that and one is don't kind of box yourself in you have to get out there and talk to people talk to other departments understand what they want and and it's really difficult try and stay to off the shelf products 
turnkey solutions. Like don't go down custom routes with bespoke solutions straight away. Um, I mean, they should really only be created where it creates a competitive advantage Mm -hmm. for a business. Mm -hmm. So as, as clean and as vanilla and as off the shelf as you can with good data is level one of data maturity mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. that's where you start yeah because otherwise you'll end up with you you'll be drowning in all these different data tables and different databases and someone else's csv file that they've emailed you it'd just be a nightmare oh, be unwieldy yeah. to try and control yeah absolutely i've, I've you know, for some, some, some of our customers, I look at their, you know, BI tools and I look at some of the reports that they have probably sometimes, you know, it could be up to 50%. They don't even use these reports they created and this is an adding value. Right. And, and maybe that's one of the positives. Like, let's create the report. Let's see if it's something that we're going to use and, uh, you know, uh, make positive changes. And if it's not, you know, no harm, no foul. You just created a report that that's, you know, um, essentially, uh, designed for you to create reports for, and and if you don't use it, you don't use it. Just go on to the next one, or or perfect the report that you currently have, and maybe add a couple more elements to it so you get it to a usable standpoint. So, yeah, I think I think these are all great points in terms of make smarter dis- business decisions using a power a BI tool. I think in this one for sure, uh, the benefit uh, outweighs the con here, no doubt. I think I think you know it, it just makes you know um, good business sense in here for sure. Um, the second um, advantage um, I have here is these tools are easier than ever now to implement um, and a lot of different reasons why. So, uh, Peter, uh, why, don't you, why don't you help explain that to us? Yeah, absolutely. So with these, I think now BI tools are so user-friendly that anyone can have the ability to create some kind of dashboard, um, maybe with a couple of hours of some youtube videos but you can get there pretty quickly so these are what i would call low code or even no code frameworks so you don't need to have any experience of uh, c sharp or java or python or r or any kind of language to be able to start putting together some uh, dashboards uh, on your data and i heard someone recently say that it's putting a user interface directly on top of your raw data which before you just couldn't do so i mean you can to a certain degree in excel but you need quite good excel skills um, to be able to do that so i think the fact that now you can do this with no code drag and drop in most places where you just click the you know the little icon of a bar chart or or um I would say a pie chart, but there's never a good time to use a pie chart um, or a line graph or whatever it happens to be. Right. Like you just drag and drop the data field straight on top of that and away right. you go. So mm-hmm. I think that they are easier than ever to use simply because you can get going very quickly. Yeah, agreed, agreed. I think, you know, um, these reporting tools have come a long way. Uh, I remember before Cognos, I mean, you needed, you needed to learn a whole separate language almost to write those type of reports, right? And then, and then Crystal was a popular one, which was user-driven. Um, you still needed some level of IT technical skills, essentially, to, to create that. And, you know, it just kind of evolved to some of the tools now, like you mentioned, low-code, no-code, 
um, you know, maybe go through a quick couple hour training class and you're off and running. Some out of the box reports are available based on the solution you're integrating, uh, ERPs or, or whatnot. Um, but it it makes this reach um, to, you know, expand down to the user level. You could have departments managing their own reports and without having an IT person involved and cuts out a lot of that red tape um, essentially to, um, you know, get what the users are asking for real quickly, you know, any type of reports that they need. So you're absolutely right. It, 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 it is a, um, uh, a step in the right direction. I think it's going to get easier, you know, uh, mm. yeah, even easier, you know, the next phase and the next phase. But mm. I think we're at a point now where the PI tools are easily accessible and, 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 and any user almost, um, you know, uh, could almost pick up essentially, you know, how to create simple reports without having to worry about, yeah. you know, you know, specific, you know, joins and blah, 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 all these other things, you know, these web services, web pages are already published uh, that you could go ahead and pick up the data and, and quickly just pretty much drag the field and drop the field wherever you want, right into the report, right? If it's simple enough. So yeah, yeah. agreed. I think, and I think this is a good time to mention that I've often heard people say, well, why not just use Excel? because that has pie charts <laughs> i don't know why i keep thinking of pie charts i've got something against it it just keeps coming to me. um but you know that's got the ability to do pivot charts pivot charts not just pivot tables but actually dynamic charts based on pivoted data so like why not just use excel and for mm -hmm. me it's just simply the wrong tool like dashboards are not reports Right. So I'd say dashboards are really designed to give insight of how a business is performing against its KPIs. Mm -hmm. So with that in mind, the data needs to be constantly updated with new data, like sales lines or invoice lines or whatever it happens to be. And that's just not something that Excel can natively do. So mm -hmm. it can with some plugins and you can uh, maybe through SharePoint point power query to a csv file but you know you're getting convoluted way of doing things it's yeah. just not yeah. built for it it was built yeah. for spreadsheets yeah. like years ago it might have been right but mm -hmm. these days with tools out there bi tools that are specifically tailored for um ever-growing data uh the requirement for real-time insights mm -hmm. excel just can't handle it no. And I think yeah. really the skill just isn't as valuable anymore. Right. You think of how many CVs you see people put proficient in Microsoft Office products. Like, that was hot stuff. I used to put it on all of mine. <laughs> but then again, you see some candidates that put proficient down. Like, what does that mean? Like proficient <laughs> against versus my cat um, <laughs> or proficient against, you know, a, an Excel wizard. Like, yeah, what does proficiency true. mean? Because you can get right. someone that, can do some simple conditional formatting. And I think they're an Excel god. Yeah, you know, I can do a VLOOKUP. You, you know, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm pretty dangerous. I'm very dangerous. <laughs> yeah, that here. is dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> little knowledge and all that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's just, the skill isn't as valuable anymore. You need to start yeah. getting people into BI. Yeah, and I, I think I, the I, other I, thing, going back to the, the, the volume of data, um, it's just cumbersome to do in Excel. Mm -hmm. Often the data has to reside in the same file on a separate worksheet. 
And that's fine if you're talking a few hundred rows or 10,000, 20,000 rows. But if your business is generating millions of rows, Excel is just going to crunch. It's going to crash. Even if you have the 64-bit version where you can get into millions of rows, it's just going to be so cumbersome. cumbersome, And yes, you can use Power Query and point it to multiple Excel files, but it's just a convoluted way of doing it. So, yeah. and then it makes it difficult to share. Like we've oh, had it, yeah. haven't we? We've, we've done some we reporting together. Um, mm-hmm. And we had the issue of emailing out to stakeholders. You yeah. couldn't do it. The file size was far too big. Couldn't do it. Yeah. 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 Outlook would just, you know, we'll kick it out. Seeing it's saying mm-hmm. an error. Yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. You know, the other thing I was just thinking about, Peter, was, you know, what I really like about the BI side is you see the visual graph, you know, pie chart or, or linear chart or whatever type of chart we create, you know, being able to drill into the raw data right through yeah. there. I mean, that's, that's just so phenomenal. And that's without even doing special customization or special logic or anything. That's just out of the box. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really like that. I, I've coined the term um, dynamic granularity. Oh, I like it. And I'm going to trademark that as long as someone else doesn't. (laughs) But for me, it's, again, going back to the Excel side, you kind of set on the granularity of the data in the background. And if that needs to change, if you're too upper level and you need more granular data, you have to go back to your data source and do some export again and then start the whole process over again. Mm -hmm. Whereas a BI tool can handle that um natively you'll be able to drill mm-hmm. down to the granularity you need to get to mm-hmm. so that's a really good point yeah I, I i love that um now cue the ominous mood here da, 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 da. Uh, a con for this though peter that that i came up with is running the risk of inexperience <laughs> you know users creating reports that will give mm. you bad data yeah. Where if they don't properly put together a report without knowing, you know, maybe what they're after and they put together a report just to put together a report, now you get a report that is is potentially relaying to you bad information, mm-hmm. right? Right? Maybe they put, yeah. put in, you know, so, something where they're looking at costing, for example, and instead of, you know, getting you know, weighted average, they're getting just an average, right? Because they put the wrong date filters or something like that in the report, right? Now that report, it could actually skew your analysis and potentially mm-hmm. make you make bad business decisions, you know, and implement bad processes. So what's what's your thought on that? Yeah, this is the thing, like, it's a blessing and a curse. When data was with, you know, the experts in their, uh, their office and the, the only people that knew how to put data together, um, that was a bad thing because that was a bottleneck in the company and all this kind of stuff. But at the same time, they were the experts and they knew what they were doing um, and they knew good data practices. So now you've just opened the floodgates. You let everyone at it and go, right, go. You can make your own reports. It doesn't really mean that they know how to do it in terms of good data practices. Mm-hmm. And as you said, all it takes is doing, uh, I don't know, a mean average 
um, and you've got two or three massive outliers that's skewing your average that someone that has more experience with handling data would spot and maybe the right average to use was median average um, or maybe even um, as you said summing the data incorrectly on the wrong type of date maybe they're looking at sales where um, they're looking at date order raised versus date order shipped they're using the wrong date in the wrong date table like mm-hmm. all of this is now potential. Now you've opened it up to everyone. So as much as it is, oh, it's easier than ever to use and everyone can get a free, um, you know, free stab at the data of making your own report, you've got to be careful. You have yeah. got to be careful because data more often than not is absolute truth, but it's only truthful if the data is accurate um, and has gone through a robust checking process. Agreed, agreed. You know what they say, right? In carpentry, especially, um, is to measure twice, cut once. And it's really important to ensure that uh, there is a rollout strategy, right? There is an approval process that the report goes through before it gets implemented. Uh, You know, so you get the right people to look at the reports, make sure it's designed correctly uh, before it's actually deployed. So you you know, again, you said it perfectly is that, um, you know, you, you need to kind of, um, be very, very, uh, careful, uh, that yeah. it's, it's, it's created for the proper, for the correct intent and set up for that intent essentially, uh, that you're looking for. So, um, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I think it's, uh, the inaccuracy of data and the bad presentation of data. As well, mm. so I've just finished reading a book by, I think it was a guy called Stephen Few, um, mm-hmm. a book called Show Me the Numbers, and it's mm-hmm. all about good data visualization, and how you clearly articulate whatever you're trying to articulate in a graph, a chart, or a table, whatever it happens to be. And there was a certain point in one of the chapters that specifically said about this, like everyone now can create a graph in excel or an easy no code bi tool mm-hmm. but often they're not done with any good um presentation techniques like even simple things like it was saying about um i give you an example cultural differences so us over here in the western world we know that green numbers are good and red numbers are bad or green yeah. is positive and red is negative sure well, yeah. you go over to East Asia, it's the other way around. <laughs> Red are good numbers <laughs> and green are bad. So if you look at their stock markets, for example, and everything's red, everyone's high-fiving and cheering because red is, <laughs> is a positive number, is good. Red yeah, is good. that's true. So it's the opposite. Yeah, right, it's even things right. like cultural differences, um, maybe even color blindness mm. for another one. Mm-hmm. Or maybe someone that has tried to put a time series in a bar chart instead of a line chart or someone's mm-hmm. done a double y-axis and they're not aligned. You know, there's all these kind of things that now you could introduce into a company mm-hmm. because you've given everyone uh, the opportunity to start making these charts. Yeah. So you've got to be careful with that. You got to be careful, absolutely. I, you know, maybe this should, you know, there should there should be um, a BI reporting governance, right? Internally, um, when 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 looking to bring on a a BI tool, 
right? What are the rules um, mm. that, you know, the users need to follow? Um, yeah. And, and you know, what, what was the legend and what's the keys that we need to use? So, um, yeah, I would love to see cool. this some mm. somehow introduced even into schools or, or high mm-hmm. schools or whatever, because we do it with yeah. um, language, mm-hmm. written, spoken. We talk about grammar, spelling. We do it with numbers through math. Um, we don't do it with data at the moment. Right. Or at least data no. visualizations. And that's mm-hmm. a shame because right. no one really gets trained on making a good Power BI report mm-hmm. or no one gets trained on even making a good uh, PowerPoint presentation. You're just left to it, yep. which is dangerous when the tools themselves are so easy for you to do it. doesn't mean you're any good. doesn't mean you're, right. you're, the grammar of your data is any good. Like the right. words are right, but they're all in the wrong order. And I don't really get what you're trying to tell me. Exactly. That's what happens with data. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It could get more confusing than actually, you know, answering your question.